Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zadak. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, if you're new to the program, joining us for the first time, welcome. Have a seat. Get ready to laugh. Man, that's that's a disgusting thing that people say sometimes. <laughs> you're on a hot date tonight. Yeah, we are on a date with an angel, or just date with an angel, Woo! from 1987, directed by a fella named Tom McLaughlin. So the film is uh, an angel literally falls from heaven after running into a satellite and falls in this fucking loser's pool. And then he kind of just holds her hostage for a while. Don't worry, though. She can't explain what she's doing, what the plot is, why she wants to do whatever it is. And apparently neither can he. He just abandons his life. And it's like, well, I'm just the creepy angel guy now. I'm just going (laughs) to keep this person hostage. This is produced by Dino De Laurentiis, by the way. Yeah, what isn't? <laughs> no, I, but that's what I'm saying, though. You look at like a good portion of the movies this dude's put money behind, mm-hmm. and it's solid. Yeah. I don't know what attracted him to this movie. Speaking of, uh, you know, we loved Fish Out of Water, and we as and take it as far away from the realm of the natural and put it in supernatural. Even better, date with a werewolf. Date with a painting that came alive. (laughs) I would prefer either of those to an angel, though. Like, there's something about, you know, when there's an angel in a movie, like, that sets a certain weight to it. Like, I'm sorry, it's a God movie. In one way or another, you put a fucking angel around, it's just a God movie. And I'm already kind of half not paying attention. Well, it's good to put it in the most amoral movie I've seen in quite some time. Which is an interesting turn for an angel film. I feel like, you know, the filmmakers are going straight to hell. Oh, yeah. Like, if this turns out to be true and they're like, you, you said what about about us? <laughs> they get the attention of the dark angels now, man. Oh, <laughs> we loved your film. <laughs> Uh, so the film stars soap opera's Michael E. Knight uh, making uh, his Shelley Long swan dive into the movies and uh, never coming up for air. That's how my wife knew of this movie. She was she was like, oh, he was a, he was a big soap dude. We watched this movie. I was like, oh, yeah, what'd you think of it? And she was like, eh. You, Which is how I feel about this movie. Do you think he put the E in the name because his name is the same as Michael Knight from Knight Rider and he didn't want to be confused with that character, even though he kind of looks a lot like David Hasselhoff to begin with? Yeah, but, you know, I'd really love to be confused with David Hasselhoff. I think this dude made a mistake. Yeah, probably. Like, But you probably got a lot of that shit in the 80s like, Michael, I don't think those pants fit you very well. Like, shut up, dude. <laughs> You're not a car- talking car. Only a talking car can tell me about my pants. Well, I'll say this, though. Usually when you see, like, a middle initial like that, that means there already is a Michael Knight. Yeah. So there was a dude, you know, who was in the acting world or the, you know, the filmmaking world or something that already was Michael Knight who was already getting those fucking jokes. (laughs) So he plays this fella who is... uh, Engaged to be married to one and only Phoebe Cates, mm-hmm. who is slumming it in this movie. Big time. Big time slum fest with this thing. So they're going to get married. And it's one of those, like, uh, the, the the parents of the kids are at odds, which I hate. Yeah. It's like, uh, 
like his parents are kind of like ne'er do well so and so's, and then her father's like a uh, like a cosmetics magnate. Well, it's sort of like that snobs versus slobs a little bit, just because mm-hmm. it's like you got the the middle class people versus the upper class people, and and that's also how it plays out with Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates is characterized ends up being characterized as a bad person because she is from money. Yeah. And I, I'm the biggest class warrior there is. <laughs> Eric Siska, uh, class warrior. <laughs> <laughs> so the theme song for a show I've yet to make for you. I'm just wondering. Airs right after Renegade. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you pitched that show and it turns out like they're taking a different way and now I'm just a bully in a high school. <laughs> Which would be good too. Look, we really love your idea for Eric Siska Class Warrior, but we got a couple of retools we think you'll like even better. One, there's an angel in it. <laughs> Two, there's a goofy principal. <laughs> but but it's just war. it's just ridiculous what they do in this movie. Well, it's disgusting. Like his parents are like foaming at the mouth, like, you better not mess this wedding up because we're gonna be millionaires, sort of. Yeah, they're just weird goblin people. Like, I'm sorry, you're your kid marrying into money doesn't necessarily give you a line to money at all. No. no it's like, what if uh, he grows to hate your guts over time? You're not getting a penny. You can just go up to this other, this rich guy that you're tangentially related to and be like, hey, can I borrow a couple of grand? <laughs> and by borrow, I mean keep forever. Hey, Alfred, give him a grand. So we're in this engagement party, and it's a snobby engagement party that's like canapes and shit and like... <laughs> People are enjoying themselves. How dare they? There's like 200 elderly people there. They they carted in the senior center. Yeah, it was like, how can you possibly know this many old people? Like, it's that, where are these people coming from? It's the stuffy old money, man. Oh, the Witherspoons are in from Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, this party is begging for Rodney Dangerfield to break it up, right? Like, it's Oh, just- yes. A lot of us, uh, she must have been something before electricity type lines. Mm-hmm. Rodney would have really stirred things up. That's in this movie. the way to go at a stuffy engagement party, not the way we do go, which is he, basically terrorists strike this bachelor <laughs> party. Men in ski masks holding like assault rifle, well, like toy, I guess. Machine, like little right. toy machine guns. And, you know, they break in and they're like, we, we want to take the boy. We're taking the fucking guy now. And everyone's like, oh my God. Like, it's really violent and it's not shot particularly funny. No, and it's weird how they set it up. So, like, we have this stuffy engagement party and then it just cuts to this car of masked men that we don't know that are clearly holding assault rifles. And I'm like, wait a second, what's happening? What is it? I thought this movie was a someone's courting a paranormal being. No. Nope. What is happening? It's, it's the Dark Knight Rises now. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then they cut back to the party and like five minutes goes by and I'm sitting there like tapping my feet like, holy fuck, those dudes had guns. What's going on here? And then meanwhile, like this guy's outside, right? Like he's playing the harmonica in the backyard all emotionally like, oh, nobody actually told me directly the party got moved inside. And I'm like, fuck you, sad sack. Go inside. And Phoebe Cates is like, oh, my rich family wants you inside so they can talk down to you some more. Or talk to you. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's your engagement. It's our engagement party. My dad is nice enough to throw it for us, you know. He's picking up the tab. Go inside, have a drink, enjoy yourself. T- take your leech your parents off my dad for a minute. Totally, stop sitting out in the patio pretending you're Bob Dylan. Like, what is going on out here? So he like he starts doing this bullshit like 
running the bases gag with all the different tables that are outside. I'm like, what is even happening right now? Are you flirting with her or are you fighting? Are you joking around? Are you being sarcastic? Like, what is happening here? And then he just falls on his ass in a huge model, a mud puddle and all the rich people are like, of course he fell in the mud. Oh, I, I hope the Witherspoons didn't see that little mishap. <laughs> Johnny needs a new pair of pants. <laughs> so then these terrorists break into the house, right? And they're like, yeah, like Steve said, like, oh, we're here for the boy. And they're like, well, which one? There's like 12 90-year-olds and then a f- couple of 40-year-old dudes. And then this guy, he's closest to a boy. Yeah, that one. They fucking grab this guy. This dude fucking pulls a pin from a grenade and throws it in the living room. And they all run out. And you're like, what is happening? <laughs> this is this is it, man. This is the beginning of your movie. I have no context for any of no. this. No. And then it's supposed to be a hilarious gag cut back to this car and they're coming for the bachelor. It's his buddies. His best buds are coming for the bachelor party. And I was like, man, I would fucking kick every one of those dudes in the balls, get out of the car and uninvite them from the wedding. You'd have to. I mean, like, he's like, oh, thanks a lot, guys. Like, no, you just got me broken up with. And now I'm involved in a crime. Like, also that. Yeah, like, what if some, like, old, like like we said, there's a million old people there. There could have been, like, nine cardiac arrests going on. Someone is calling the police. If not a party goer, a neighbor, yeah. someone saw these men as ski masks, abduct this guy. There's a really hilarious moment, though, where, like, they're all hiding outside thinking this grenade is going to go off and the phone rings. So the dad like goes inside, like Phoebe's dad goes to pick up the phone and it's the dude being like, Hey, sorry about that. It was just my friends for the bachelor party. And this dude like slowly puts the phone down and totally does like a Shatner fucking con scream. Like it's like this really like animalistic, like just like from your soul. Like this guy's really acting out his frustration. He's had a fucking hell of a night now. (laughs) (laughs) Some pinhead from his office came in with the latest figures on the advertising campaign of a perfume he's developed. And it's, not going well and the advertiser the advertisement steve you want to take that one? Oh no no yeah just because of course it's his daughter and it's like fucking daddy's girl bitch and i'm like no she's just she kind of looks like phoebe Cates, so she should definitely be there's no a model yeah you, know? you can put her on a billboard it's not that crazy to put phoebe Cates on a fragrance yeah you know what uh <clears throat> you know what is uh easier to believe uh that an angel would fall into a swimming pool and this dude befriends her than it is to believe a 1987 Phoebe Cates sinks a fucking ad campaign for something. (laughs) Nope, not a true thing movie. As much as this film tries to make her into this goblin monster person, she's a 1987 Phoebe Cates. And what are you even talking about? Yes, exactly. It's so, so unbelievably miscast. Well, this is when she has her Mo Howard haircut. It's just, it's, it's not Demi Moore ghost. She doesn't have the right face for it. It's just like a big bob, a big fucking 
mop on her head. Like it's it's weird. It's like the Demi Moore from Ghost, but more of a bowl cut because yeah. she's got the back really close to her neck. Yeah, but then it bowls out. You're right. I mean, a Mo Howard is the exact way to describe this haircut. And I'm I'm like, all right, well, if that's the best you got, makeup department, thumbs down. She's still Phoebe Cates. Plus, for me, I mean, combining Mo Howard and Phoebe Cates, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> It's a dream, right? It's a one-way ticket to Boner Town for you. Well, there is. A, it'd be great if they were like, "All right, we have to. Uh, we need to get an actress that we can't, that no one can be attracted to." They get Rhea Perlman and just like, <laughs> "Dad, I want to be in the advertising campaign." <laughs> Why am I sinking your perfume, scumbag? Must be something to do with the scent. <laughs> the dad is also though like really gross with her. It's oh, a yeah. real like because when when the pinhead comes in, he's like, "Well, I got the numbers here," and he's like, "These are terrible. How could my baby's face tank this perfume?" Line? Maybe it smells like shit. I mean, <laughs> maybe it's just a bad scent. Yeah, that's totally a, a thing that I, could happen. Have you ever looked into the copy? Maybe the copy's all fucked up. Maybe it was riddled with spelling errors. Who knows? No, is that garbage face? <laughs> Yeah, we're just supposed to blame her physical appearance on this thing. So he's out at this bachelor party. We don't really see the bachelor party because this is not a movie about a bachelor party. Also, that's I'm doing the thing with your hands that means money. That oh, costs the thing money. with the fingers is the money. He's doing the money thing. Oh, he's doing it again? <laughs> You're absolutely right, though. If we're going to shoot a big gaudy money or a bachelor party scene, it's going to be a big gaudy money scene. We just came from big gaudy money party. Yeah. We can only, we only have so much big gaudy money to throw around. So, so you know, it's the couple beers knocked over, a film strip going, and uh, but that's that's my point though is they compensate hmm. for not being able to show a bachelor party with extreme aftermath of a bachelor party. Yes. Like, yeah, there's a eight millimeter stag reel yes, floating around. Film. They just left it on. There's a bunch of beers on a turntable that's still spinning. There's a blow-up doll that he might have fucked. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened. He got, kid- he got kidnapped away from his engagement party to have his surprise bachelor party and it ended at probably three in the morning with him humping a blow-up doll. <laughs> just this balloon person. <laughs> Just picturing Man. that. Man, blow-up dolls, by the way. Keep it forever. I don't get it. I Why know would you keep to... one? No, I'm saying whoever's For... trying to sell me one, keep it. Oh, okay. I, I don't want, want it is what I'm saying. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't want to fuck a balloon. <laughs> Ever. That's the thing. The it's static a... shock alone. <laughs> I mean, I've never... Yeah, do it on a carpet, forget it. <laughs> I've never partook in uh, anything like a flashlight or anything, but at least like those things, they're scientifically advanced. It's not just a fucking balloon that you can get at a kid's birthday party vaguely shaped like a woman. It's like, what's the difference between uh, what you sell at the adult store and uh, what you sell for my kid's birthday party? Well, one has blonde hair and lipstick, and the other one's a real balloon. Like, it's that's it. They're always it's a fucking terrible. It's like a balloon head, and it's just so weird looking. But then you start thinking about, like, oh, man. Because what, what this causes you to do then, as this, a person who's trained to watch movies, mm-hmm. like, we all know how to watch movies, like, you start filling in the blanks, like... What caused him to go from being kidnapped in this car to sleeping with this fucking blow-up doll? And I'm just picturing, like, some deer hunter situation where they got a gun to his head. They're like, you're going to do it, man. This is your bachelor party. Did he mouth? Did he mouth? Slap him in the face. 
Yeah, it's it's not over until he ejaculates into a balloon. I mean, that's a real bachelor party, not this pansy crap like let's go out for a beer and enjoy ourselves. No, no, no. You have to destroy his house, put a fucking blow blow up doll in there until he ejaculates. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing, by the way. It's this dude's own home. They're like, we're gonna pick you up. Take you to your own house and destroy, destroy it yeah. and then leave. Well, we haven't gotten there yet, but these friends are the most rotten pieces of shit. They're like the fucking, they're the droogs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on, my droogies. Like, they're, they're just agents of chaos. Here's the thing. Alex and his droogs, way more charm than these guys. And those dudes were murderers and rapists. <laughs> I mean, they were a bit better red for sure. <laughs> that would have been... Uh... <laughs> Honestly, the Droogies would throw a better bachelor party because you'd be out on the town, that's for sure. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, you would be out on the town. you get a little bit of the ultraviolence. <laughs> always a plus, always welcome as far Some as I'm concerned. Some sweet fucking milk going on. Yeah, totally, dude. They're mm. going to reserve the back room at the Malakal bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally better bachelor party than these fucking losers. We'll get to these guys. These guys though. are kind of There like the... might be uh, sexual assaults. Sure, yeah. <laughs> That whatever, might man. get a little out of hand. It's a bachelor party. Hey, come on, Larry. It's my bachelor party. You said you'd cut that shit out. These guys kind of remind me of like the commando group that's like against the droogs in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, the uh, the the people into the Nazi paraphernalia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, that seems more their speed because they're just dumber, you know. <laughs> yeah. So an angel. So he wakes up and an angel falls into his swimming pool and is cooing like a fucking pigeon. <laughs> Can we just hear the, let's, just for the reference, this is her talking. So I think it's one of those things, uh, kind of like at the end of Dogma, like where it's like, uh, you know, Alanis Morissette's God, and it's yeah. like, you can't hear the voice of God because your fucking head will blow off. Like, I feel it's kind of like that, like if she actually spoke in her angel voice, like this dude's pinhead would blow up. I could uh, <clears throat> sort of confirm that because I actually um, I watched this movie with the closed captioning on. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes late at night I do that. And it actually says, like, in parentheses, like, celestial language. <laughs> Man, what I, a joke. I feel bad for the person typing that up. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a pigeon coo mixed with, like, a dolphin. With a little bit of the Sims. Yeah, and... <laughs> Exactly. And she also like, this is what doesn't make any sense, right? So you could have an angel, mm-hmm. right? There's been angels in movies all the time. Like, that's a thing. But there's never been an angel where they don't understand the ins and outs of the human world. She's more like an alien yeah. than she is an angel who like, you know oversees the human race. Even more, I mean, she's a newborn baby that somehow got transplanted into this sexy body. Yeah. Oh, that... sexy. Oh, man, that, that girl doesn't know anything about anything. I want to fuck that girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it really, it, that's it's what... Really it, it, it's really weird. It's like, it's specifically to... I guess a, a guy like this character who's just like insanely attracted to baby girls. Yeah. <laughs> it's, to quote Sam Waters, she doesn't have the faculties to make her own decisions. <laughs> <Just> gobbling, <laughs> gobbling about fucking morality. But it's true. She doesn't know anything about this world. She doesn't. But what's weird, though, is that she kind of has like the same thing happens to both of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like. They both have their own agendas. His agenda is, oh my God, there's a woman face down in my swimming pool. I have to save her yeah. and you know give her CPR and help her out. And then he instantly falls in love with her. 
her mission and they kind of hint to it at at the beginning of the movie we do hear the voice of god commanding her to like go on this mission he's been having headaches mm. and you know what spoiler alert god has a splitting headache <laughs> that's what thunderstorms are it turns out this dude has a brain tumor and she's been sent to fucking take him take him away take him up to heaven right that's a big twist that he's she's actually, actually like an angel of death right and so she comes down with every intention of killing him and then she sees him and is instantly in love with him and is like ah, 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 and trying to like kiss him and hold him and shit and like what the fuck is happening here and our guys are good guys did she confuse him with michael knight or david Asselhoff? <laughs> oh my god where's your car <laughs> michael that woman has the mind of a child uh, <laughs> Michael, that's a terrible idea. Michael, stop it. <laughs> Michael, stop. Oh, the hell with it. <laughs> Michael, I think that's probably a crime. <laughs> Michael, you fight on the side of good. <laughs> Michael, this woman's judgment is impaired. Michael. <laughs> Michael, my seats do not go far back enough for you to do that in this car. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Kit being the conscience to Michael Knight's date rape. Michael. <laughs> Don't make me call the police from my car phone. <laughs> when kids are rocking and complaining, don't come a knocking. But he's a good guy. Yeah, of course he is. This guy's a good guy because he's like, she's trying to kiss him and like he's in love with her, but he's like, oh my God, my girlfriend, you know, my fiance, I do love her. Like, very vaguely, I love her. Well, it's a weird, like, we realize one of her angel powers is like, if you look her in the eye, you fall in love with her. She does it with uh, the, his future father-in-law. Like, this dude comes in all steamed, like, you're fucking around on my daughter. And then he sees her, and he's cool with it. Uh, she also uses his power to sedate an angry dog. And this is another, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, where the dog is just a loving dog. And they're like, <laughs> and the dog's just smiling. It happens again in this movie. It's, cause it's, it's hard to get dogs that riled up, like especially like well-trained animals. Yeah, totally. They're not vicious. But uh, yeah, she's just she has this power about her. So it's like, I guess... This dude tries to do the right... It's a weird, like, cyclical thing, right? Like, he tries to do the right thing. He saves her. He performs angel CPR on her, right? She opens her eyes, and then he falls in love. And it's like every time he's trying to be like, oh, man, I, I don't know why. I really got to get back to Phoebe Cates here. I don't know what's happening. My, you know, I'm supposed to be married. And then he looks at her again and totally gets all doe-eyed. It's like, it's, it's a horror show. But when has this ever been described in the scripture? <laughs> well, hold on let me I, I keep it handy but i feel like when you like in this situation it's like maybe you're not falling in sexual love maybe you're looking into the infinite or something you're 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 you've got it you're you're you know that there is a god now like yep jesus check that off and <laughs> It's a different type of love, perhaps. Perhaps you don't have to fuck everything. <laughs> perhaps, but it's unconfirmed. We might have to fuck everything. <laughs> it's like uh, Wings of Desire. She's Peter Falk. <laughs> I mean, cool, 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 cool. I'm speaking my weird baby voice shit. What is this garbage? Why, 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 why can't I just talk like a man? What kind of a name is Vim? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! It's an angel. Um, can 
Can we go out together? Can we? Can I just take you out to maybe a fast food restaurant? Sure, you could give me a nice uh, couple of get a couple of steaks. Get to, get the game on. Oh, yeah, a I, couple I, of I, fine cigars. <laughs> maybe uh, a couple of drinks. <laughs> sure, I, 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 ain't, I ain't never turned no one down for a drink. Cats are ready to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> ain't this always how you imagine an angel talking to you <laughs> with a big old fucking with a big old fucking nicotine mouth? <laughs> I, I always imagined when I died, it would be like John Cassavetti's husband's. <laughs> Come on, Eric. We're randomly getting on a plane to London. Uh-oh, Ben Gazar is beating his wife again. <laughs> I must be in heaven. <laughs> oh, husband's so, is an amazing movie. The Droogies show up, right? Because oh, they're God, like, we... Know. We ru- we know we ruined your your relationship. Now we're gonna rub your face in it. But they're like, oh, we'll help you clean up the house you destroyed. By the way, this is a pretty crazy party for two reasons, uh, more than we've talked about. One, it says party animal on board on the door. Ooh. And two, the phone is in the fish tank. Hold on, <laughs> man, that is terrible, isn't it? Like, what's wait, guys, guys, can we get everybody together for a second? Powwow, everybody, listen. I don't think that this aftermath uh, setup here is party-licious enough. Uh, anybody got any ideas? Look at uh, put that phone in the fish tank. <laughs> oh, Jerry, that's why we pay you the big bucks on Date with an Angel. <laughs> now that that phone is in the fish tank, it definitely looks like four guys had a party. <laughs> This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you could lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the Rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. 
Ever since I started sitting down with a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-H-M. So they show up <laughs> and they see her, and instead of falling in love with her, they have dollar signs in their eyes for some reason, because apparently somehow abducting an angel and forcing her into white slavery will allow you a ton of money, I guess. They just think it's like a fucking King Kong situation, yeah. right? Like, he even says something about, like, we're going to put her on Broadway. Like, yeah. fucking King Kong. And mm-hmm. it's like, dude, what what planet are you on? And they justify it, right, with, like, uh, they're saying to, to Michael E. Knight here, they're like, hey, man, you're going to make buku bucks off of this this angel broad, right? Like, you'll be sitting pretty. You won't need to be under Phoebe Kate's dad's thumb. Like, you'll just be rich, man. Rich beyond your wildest angel dreams. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to make money off of ticket sales, I guess, is the idea. And then they come up with a merchandising scheme later on. Oh, they sure do, don't they? And it's hilarious. Don't worry, everybody. The comedy really plays in this movie. Phoebe Cates shows up. She sees the angel. She freaks out. because And, like, yes, she sees a, like, a bodacious babe in this dude's apartment who's just been missing and, and totally but, blew that fucking engagement party off last yeah, night. Yeah, he's totally disheveled. It looks like he was having sex because he was with that blow-up doll. He fucked that balloon. I know. So she thinks that he banged this this woman, this blonde woman that's in his house. Sweetheart, I, ne- I never t- put fingers in your boyfriend, I promise. <laughs> it's, it's just, I'm an angel. It's uh, this, 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 this is what we do. We, uh, we spent the whole night talking about horse racing. <laughs> <laughs> my God, that's the angel I want. I, I want Peter Falk to come for me in my sleep. It'll be great. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, though, listen, you open the door... There's Emmanuel Baird, right? Just there mm-hmm. in a fucking bathrobe. This dude looks like dog shit. Was she a model? Is that her thing? She might have been. I mean, she's a successful French actress. She's been okay. in a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she doesn't cross over English-wise a lot. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she was modeling at some point. Yeah. But, you know, what are you supposed to think? Now, here's the dickbag part. The three stooges are walking out of the house as 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 Phoebe Cates is coming up, and they have some line to her about like, "Oh, it was a pretty wild night in there, if you know what I mean." A little and, bit of the old in out, in out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's like, "Wait, what?" And then the door opens. It's like, "What the fuck did you think was going to happen?" These dudes just we're not friends with these people anymore. We, I, I can't see these guys ever again in my life. I sure hope they don't sort of become heralded as heroes of the movie by the end of this. That would really be a bummer. Yeah, I sure hope that doesn't somehow wind up happening. So they, they go to I, I, he like they're like oh we, let's go get some rope or something. They go to the gas station and he follows them and it's like look you cannot kidnap this angel. We just need to figure out <laughs> how to get her where she needs to go or whatever. And he's like dude the money and he's like. He says something really weird about because you don't know what this relationship is or what this guy, this gang is up to. And he's like, 
look, we've always we've always kind of pushed it to the edge, but we've never hurt anybody. And the way he says hurt anybody, like, what are you fucking <laughs> leaving people for dead? Like, what is going on? on I the feel weekend? I feel like the start of that bachelor party is not the first time they've kidnapped somebody. <laughs> They've played kidnapped a ton of times. Yeah. They just do it. Like, they, yeah. they drive up, they kidnap somebody from a mall parking Remember lot. Remember that time with the senator's daughter? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> they, like, drive around for a little while. She's blindfolded. They're just having a good laugh. And then they chuck her out the van and keep driving. They always have an arm cast in, in the car just in case. Oh, you need to move, help me move this couch, please. <laughs> I do it with my arm and all. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. Oh, can we talk about the scene where they bring uh, he brings her to church? Yes. So he's like, all right, I've got this angel. Where can I dump her? Oh, how about a church? That's where angels go. Your problem, Padre. <laughs> I think, uh, do we mention that her wing is broken? Oh, yeah. When That's she, the whole thing. When she it? flew into a satellite, which, by the way, means that heaven is somewhere beyond space. <laughs> and when you're exiting heaven to come into Earth, you have to pass through all of our spheres yeah, and whatnot. A lot of AT&T and Sprint traffic. <laughs> a lot of sat- those satellites. So she just, like, ramrods this thing and <laughs> breaks her wing. That's how she falls in the pool. So, yeah, she's got this broken wing that he's, like, kind of taped up but, for her. By the way, yeah. okay, Fallen Angel... Long blonde hair. Beauty is unparalleled. Me think it was Lucifer. <laughs> well, she does turn out to be an angel of death, so it's kind of close. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Morningstar showed up, man. <laughs> so she, he goes to this church with her, and she's like all bundled up and whatnot. It's like uh, when he takes her outside, it's kind of like when the Ninja Turtles wanted to walk amongst the people. Like Raphael always put that trench coat <laughs> yeah. on and the hat when he's using that payphone. Get the fuck out of here, Raphael. <laughs> I, if I ever saw that, I'd be like, well, that's clearly a Ninja Turtle in a trench coat. <laughs> but it's New York City, so I'm probably not going to get in the guy's face. Is this a weird pervert walking around in this rubber suit with a fucking coat <laughs> over oh, it? Oh, definitely, yeah. 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 Yeah, who, who it was Comic Con on all year round now. <laughs> so they go to this church, and he goes in, and he goes into the confessional, and uh, there's a really stupid gag right at the start of the scene where, and it's the director is playing this character, like a dude's like lighting candles, and like he walks in with the angel, and this dude's like, "Oh, an angel," and he like backs into the <laughs> candle. And his arm catches on fire, and he just kind of walks out. I'm like, why is this gag here? We've got an angel problem on our hands. I think this movie really thinks it's a Blake Edwards movie, which, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a little bit of that going on, which you can kind of keep yourself. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just a personal opinion. But, it, it, you, you know, it's just. <laughs> you, have you seen The Party? No, I've not seen The Party. I, okay, now, no, that's, that's a movie where Peter Sellers is doing uh, Indian face, but. Pretty good, pretty good Blake Edwards. Yeah, he's he's playing an Indian gentleman in that movie. There's a, there's a bit of brown face going on. But if you can get past that atrocity, it's a pretty funny movie. <laughs> yeah. So but, they're, they're in this church, right? And uh, he goes into the confessional and he's like, uh, oh, I don't know how to do this, but uh, I, got a, I got an angel with me. And this priest is like, what the fuck is your problem? You say your Hail Marys and get out of here or just leave me yeah, alone. Yeah, could you not treat my religion like a joke? Yeah. <laughs> He's also just like, I mean, it, uh, 
I've met several priests like this over the years. Like he's just really that indifferent kind of priest. Oh, he's not like, having it. Yeah, it's like, what's your problem? What? No, just get out of my face. Say your Hail Marys and your Our Fathers and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so he kind of slams. He slams as much as you can slam a door in someone's face in a confessional. He slides the partition closed on this dude, and the guy's like, "No, really, I've got an angel with me." Cut to this angel sees a statue of another angel. She's Jesus. Is it a Jesus statue? Because I Jesus. thought that I saw some ceramic wings behind it. No, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's, it's oh, Jesus it's probably himself. A crucifix. It's a big old ceramic crucifix. So she's like clutching this thing, and she's got her back to the the rest of the church, and the wings are out. And yeah, whatnot. I mean, she probably shit herself. She saw a fucking boss. <laughs> oh man, I better get back on it. <laughs> and uh, so- my supervisor, Mister Christ, is here. <laughs> you know, I. I, I Christ didn't give me double time last week. It's a real, real pain in my ass. You know, we don't, we don't get time and a half on his birthday, <laughs> but he gets the day off. Can you believe that shit? Yeah. You got a box. You got a box of matches, by the way. This thing's all sorts of wet. Let me, yeah, can we, let me get the news too. Thanks. <laughs> no, that coffee's too big. I need a smaller cup of coffee. You know. So you get it for like five cents. You don't have that. How long have I been dead? <laughs> so, so, and, and and you're right about it kind of being a Blake Edwards movie because here's the next gag. Enter a morbidly obese woman to say a prayer at the church. Yeah. And, it, like, it's clearly, like, look at how hilarious this fat lady is. And she goes up, you know, to, to the altar to say a prayer. And <laughs> Emmanuel Barrett, like, turns around and they make eye contact and she's like, Hey, and this lady starts screaming her ass off like an Italian. I think she's like an old Italian lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And she like runs out of this church and then the priest comes up like, what's going on in here? And this movie does a really stupid thing where he's got her covered up. And he's like, "No, Father, seriously, it's a priest. It's a, or it's a, it's an angel. Look, I'll show you." And the priest like does the hand over the side of yeah. his head, like, "I'm not looking at this. She might be nude." Yeah, like, fuck you, stuffy priest character. Just like I hate when movies use like the easy way out like that. What just so like can... sacred vows <laughs> of chastity? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I get this movie gets a lot of mileage off of. Hey, look, that chick's an angel, and she's so beautiful, she might as well be an angel. Like, that's yeah. the whole fucking central comedy conceit in this movie. <laughs> yep. So the the end gag of this whole thing, which is very stupid, is he's like, well, Father, what am I going to do with her? And this priest is like, try the Baptists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'd probably try to barbecue her. <laughs> Fucking try to try to get the Jesus magic or something for themselves. <laughs> so now we have this is I and I would I would like to know this next part if it's ever come up before or since uh, this movie's release. We have a major motion picture appearance of a Wendy's hamburger restaurant in this movie. I don't think I've ever seen it. He brings her to a Wendy's because he's got to stop off and have some food before he figures figures out what doorstep to leave this woman on. Do you know that they have the best French fries <laughs> in, in this world and beyond? Yeah, I didn't know that, but then this movie told me that, so that must be true. In they, all of his creation, these are the best French fries. There, there is. I'm not kidding you. Three to four scenes that sort of revolved around about you know, hey, these French fries at Wendy's. Are amazing. Yeah. 
have, have you had these things? They're fantastic. Because it is literally the only thing this angel will eat because they are that good. Well, it's also because they make her like an alien. Yep. Because he's like, right. you know what else is delicious? Wendy's cheeseburgers. And he takes a big bite and he's like, mm, mm, oh, Wendy's cheeseburgers are the best cheeseburgers. <laughs> and then she's got her cheeseburger, <laughs> right? And like the cheeseburger... It kind of, by the way, I didn't believe for a second that this was a legitimate Wendy's cheeseburger because it was way too big for Wendy's. Sure. And it was not square patty. But so the fucking flappy burger like kind of opens like the bun flips back and she thinks it's like a mouth or something and she starts screaming. I think this is a vegetarian thing. Like she wouldn't eat meat. You is, know? Oh, is that what's going I on? I think. I mean, the oh, movie, that might be she it. goes. <laughs> so it doesn't ma- make a fucking difference at all. Because I don't know anything about this angel. I don't know anything what she wants, what she's going to do or where she's going. But yeah, I think it's a vegetarian. Thing. I see. I won't eat one of God's creatures. Give me a double burger. It's fine. I, I really shouldn't. You know, I, I got I got high blood pressure, but it's fine. Wow, how long have I been dead? <laughs> what in the heck fires a baconator? <laughs> Wendy's. This week's sponsor on We Hate Movies. Ah, I could go for some Wendy's. So while he is still wendying around i don't recall if he like goes back for more oh that's what it is because she houses all these fries and he's like oh you like fries boy oh you like fries i'll get you more fries oh hang on a second he like runs to get food and then these fucking scumbags pull up again these kidnapping best men at his wedding for all we know pull up in a car and they basically just like drag her ass out of this car and fucking kidnap her and by the way one, you know, she's not exactly willing to go with them, so they buy Wendy's French fries. This is and ridiculous. Some, and they're feeding it to her one at a time to get her out of the car like it, she's a, like a puppy. If you want to get a beautiful woman in your car, get some Wendy's French fries. That's, yeah. That's, if you it works t- every time. And then if you want to kick the date up a notch, get some peanut butter and put it some... Uh, <laughs> Some uh, some wear. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see Peter Falk taste that. <laughs> Cassavetti was always bragging that that waked. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't wake for me. <laughs> Cassavetti just always say a dollop for a trollop. <laughs> oh, God. So they take her back to their legitimate hideout that reminds me very much of where the 60s Batman movie takes place, where, like, the Riddler, the Joker, the Penguin are all hanging out. <laughs> it really does look like that. It's like, right. it's like a hideout. It's also, like, kind of maritime. It's like a maritime-themed Applebee's in a way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a little bit of a turtle's lair as well because yes. they're just, they got Rocky and Bullwinkle going on. They got, like, their Fruity Pebbles or whatever the hell and pizza boxes. This dude is doing a thing that happens mostly only in the movies where it's a gigantic bowl used for cereal. Cereal and milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like your standard size well, that, human being serving. That's the censored version for us. You know, if this took place in the real world, that would have been a giant bong. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's what this place looks like. Right? Hey, man, you want to hit this bowl of fruity pebbles? Oh. <laughs> and it's also just it's it's the it's the phone in the in the fish tank again because the other guy's eating a pickle sandwich it's like oh yeah it's a big old pickle 
with mayonnaise on a on a roll, and I wanted to throw up all over my television. Well, Bachelors, am I right? Yeah. They can't even, they can't feed themselves. I mean, <laughs> like written by seven old ladies. This movie, like, that's what they do. That's what my grandson does. He'll probably eat a pickle sandwich. <laughs> and, now, and now the woman based on me is the most beautiful angel. <laughs> She's straight from heaven, don't you know? <laughs> Kissed by God's fingers. That's <laughs> and my... all the men want her. <laughs> Just like me before the big one. So... <laughs> the WW2. Two side plots. There's many side plots. Side plots abound. Caution, says the movie World Road Sign. <laughs> one of which is Phoebe Kate's dad. You know, he finally, he meets the angel. He's like, that's got to be the new face of my campaign because my daughter's so fucking ugly she sunk my company get well, my fucking pig daughter off these ads yeah well here's what's going on is like michael e knight is now spending days with this angel not contacting his wife to be whatsoever the family no one knows he like what the hell i know he was trying to unload her for a period of time at the church but what is his end game with just hanging out with this angel all the time that is my big question watching this movie is what is your end game with this angel why won't you go home why are you at one point living in a tree house with her which we'll get to but like yeah it's it's this dude like constantly calling either phoebe cates or the parents and being like you know listen i'm gonna be home you'll never believe this story i have to tell he you keeps almost telling it then something wacky happens or then this is frustrating phoebe cates from the moment she starts thinking that he's like you know stepping out on her you know, she turns into this crazy monster, like, baby, that's like, you know, every time it's like, listen, you know, he's trying to call you. All he wants is two seconds. You know, there's, there's this one gag where the mom is like, all he wants is two seconds to explain himself. And she takes the phone like, yeah, okay. And then she screams into it and hangs up the phone. Or yeah. she blows an air horn into it at another part. It's just like, yeah, I get it. Like, if he talks to her, there's no movie. But just fucking let him talk to you, lady. And then if you want to be like, you know what, still, you know, screw you, that's totally fine. But this, like, juvenile, like, I'm going to hang up the phone. But they they also show, show her hurting, like, in, in a way that, like, she's drinking a bottle of gin from the bottle. Straight oh, yeah. Gin. And it's just, yeah. And, it you know, honestly, like, how... Who who am I supposed to sympathize with in this goddamn movie? It's I'm impossible. Seeing, I'm seeing this this fiance being being pres- what she thinks is cheated on and then basically dumped like right before the wedding. Like what? Like oh, the the friends are repugnant. Yeah, Michael E. Knight's kind of just a douchebag that you're not rooting Phoebe for. Phoebe Cates is the only redeemable character, even though she turns into like kind of a baby for a while. That's the thing. Like at the start of this, you're like, oh man, Phoebe Cates. Like yeah, this is a real bummer for you. Like, yeah. all you wanted to do was marry this guy that you love. Like you even understand he's not part of your like upper crust high society kind of guy but that doesn't matter love prevails that never comes up once for her she's never like oh you know you better get a good job or like you know stop being such a jerk yeah Yeah. basically yeah like her her being a bitch is (laughs) hey could you not like fuck other people right when we're about to get married (laughs) would you mind uh waiting till after the honeymoon before you screw around on me please with Angel. Oh, she just doesn't understand me, does she, Kit? No, no, she doesn't, Michael. I don't think she ever will, Michael. Ever. 
She seems like a Rolls Royce kind of a person, if you know what I mean, Michael. <laughs> Even though I know I'm better than a Rolls Royce. <laughs> See, a Rolls Royce fire a machine gun. That's not owned by James Bond. And, yeah, you're right. Now, now the father, Phoebe Cates' father, wants the angel in his ad campaign to get rid of his ugly, ugly daughter. <laughs> and he, he meets the angel. And he falls in he love. Falls in he falls love. In, right, yeah. Right. He falls in love. And I mean, like, no one takes no from it for an answer in this movie. That's no one's listening to each other. No one cares about what people's desires are. So she's kidnapped, right, by these dudes, and they're like, Let's throw a press conference. And well, I mean, like, what I get are you it. what are you even talking about? How I don't know what they never set the place that this is, but it must be the smallest oh. of small towns because yeah. the <laughs> fact that just some Stone duty, we're like, oh man, I'm throwing a press conference tomorrow, <laughs> and the whole press corps shows up. Yeah, he's like there. Like, I called all the uh, radio stations, I called all the TV stations, the papers, the tabloids. Everybody's coming. It's it's like what I mean. I think you're supposed to believe it's like a Connecticut, Massachusetts type town, mm-hmm. but it's like what group of professional individuals you're right fields a phone call from this stoner like fucking paulie shore calls up and he's like hey man press conference tomorrow oh (laughs) and then a professional journalist who makes a living writing stories for newspapers goes yeah i'll be there that would happen that would happen because Pauly Shore still—he's still a powerhouse yeah, in the yeah, entertainment yeah. industry. That, that, that yeah, sounds yeah. like a really great like soundboard phone call. <laughs> like, <laughs> folks at home, Pauly Shore soundboard. Let's figure that out, by the way, because that is endless fun. That's internet money in the bank, right there. So that's gotta exist. I bet. Oh, we should look it up after this. So, yeah, we're at this press conference, and they've got her tied up, right? They're like, fucking calm down, you bitch angel. And, like, <laughs> she has her big angel eyes, which, like, can hypnotize people. So she starts using that to her advantage. <laughs> it's also, like, kind of how, uh, 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 like, mogwai sounds. Yeah, it is very yes. <laughs> It's like, oh, it's, she's cute as a mogwai. Didn't you, didn't you, you saw that Gremlins movie? Didn't you want to bop that little gizmo around? <laughs> Let's make well, okay. Let's give her a give Gizmo's a woman now. Give her a set. <laughs> boom, bop it. <laughs> Eric Siska's bop it. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a uh... twist it, <laughs> shake it, bop it. <laughs> that was a product, right? It bop. was. I had it. Bop that gremlin. <laughs> bop that fucking gremlin. Do you hear me, sub? <laughs> By the way, really quickly, the way in which they lure her into their fucking rapey clutches, so they're like, we're going to use Phoebe Cates to totally get the angel. Yeah. And they hire this embarrassment of a human being who's dressed up as the love bug. And this fucking grown man in a goddamn ladybug costume shows up at her door. Oh my god. Singing and hooting and hollering it's, and everything. It's just the worst thing in the movie. Because they haven't ruined her life enough by A, stealing her boyfriend from her the fucking engagement party, B, hooking him up with this angel, and like she's just sobbing and they're like, let's give her hope. 
Yeah, take it away. It's all like apology flowers and chocolates and love balloons. Right, let's meet at this park in the the beautiful gazebo to make up at this time. And then they tell Michael E. Knight, like, I forget what they, they, they tell him to show up at that place. But unbeknownst to him, he has no idea that Patty... Phoebe Cates is going to be there. Right. Their thing that they give to him is, hey, man, we should totally party tonight. <laughs> and then he's just like, okay. I remember now. That was I was so... like, you fucking moron. In what world would you do that? <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're too busy to even talk to your fiance because you're dealing with <laughs> fucking angel matters. <laughs> and then the last time you saw these guys, they ruined your life. And also, these guys' entire mission from... Jump Street is to steal this angel, and he knows this. And then they go, "You want to party?" And says, "Well, all right. Now we're talking my language." It's like fucking partying with the tricks rabbit after he tries to steal your tricks, and he's like, "No, no, just leave that tricks that tricks over here. We'll go to a separate party." Like, obviously. Well, I don't know, Moose. Can I bring my angel? Oh man, yeah. All right, I guess you can bring her. Like, you stupid dummy. Like, this is so dumb. So they get to the park. And then he's walking like, come on, Angel, I love being with you. Well, you know, Michael, listen, I, I kind of smell a setup here, you know? It's just, why would these guys who are trying to kidnap me and all my celestial beauty try and hang out with us right now? Look, Michael, can't we just go bowling? <laughs> Don't you want to go bowling? You know, in a bowl now, you can still smoke inside. <laughs> like, no, I, I really think we should go to this party, Peter Falk. It'll be fantastic. So they show up, and he sees Phoebe Cates, and he's like, oh, put, put, put. Buddy. What are you doing here? He yells at her, bellows at her. <laughs> yeah, he's really indignant, like, you're fucking it up again, Patty. I'm here to party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to bop this fucking mogwai. <laughs> so she runs off, and he runs after her, and they fucking, like a looney tune, throw a net over this <laughs> angel and get her in the car. Like, are you kidding? Well, that's the thing. You're supposed to like these guys a little bit. That's why Because I... they're party animals. Who doesn't love a party <laughs> animal, Steve? And the net... I know I do. <laughs> the net is the same thing. It's a little silly. It's a little bit irreverent. Right, yeah. It's a net. I'm not hitting her in the head with a baseball bat. Which you might as well be doing. That's probably what really happened. This is like the censored version. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Well, we first, tone it down first, a little. First, it's a ball of fruity pebbles instead of a sweet bong yeah and now we've got a net instead of a baseball bat so she's at this fucking press conference and they they blindfold her because her eyes are giving shit away and they gag her because she's cooing and ruining things so they bring out this bound and gagged woman like look everybody it's an angel fucking stuck in the middle with you starts playing like this woman is like that cop bound to this chair how is the how are the press not turning to each other being like they gonna kill that girl <laughs> dude the press corps is just as at fault as these dummies are because they're like the whole time like this guy comes out and he's like we have a momentous day in history today you better get ready and then they're all like they're all like you know oh what's this joker have to show us and then when she comes out they're like oh it's not an angel. It's just a sex slave. Hey, everybody, it's a sex slave. And then they're sitting there like mocking this guy. And I'm like, a man just had two other men drag a woman out who's tied to a chair, possibly smelling of gasoline. Who is definitely fighting back oh, and yeah. trying to oh, get yeah. away. And all oh, these jokers, what a bunch of party animals these guys are. And then Michael E. Knight runs in and uh, he's like, hey, uh. They're lying to you. It's a hoax. And this woman's like, 
yeah, no shit, but we want to see where this is going. So they, they get into a big Batman fight, you know what I mean? They're fighting every Boom! <laughs> Pop! Bop it. <laughs> it's a bad day to get rid of a bomb. <laughs> Just <laughs> But she gets out and she she slugs one of them, and then this woman's like, yeah, honey, you show them. Like, no, you don't show them. You go get the fucking police. Go get your guy out in the satellite truck to call someone, anybody. <laughs> the town charter says that, um, nope, women have to defend themselves in these matters. It's Dogville again. It's all it's Dogville yeah. all over again. It's like, oh, oh, wait a second. No, we were mistaken. We thought that she was a woman. You're telling us that she's an angel. So unless science proves otherwise, <laughs> burn her alive. <laughs> DNN Dogville News Network. <laughs> It's just essentially Fox News. <laughs> so, and yeah. They escape, and then they have to go into hiding. And this is where the fight He is- escapes with her. Yeah, Michael E. Knight escapes with Emmanuel Baird. And he's like, you know, I guess the world ain't ready for no angel. That press corps didn't give a shit. <laughs> my friends are trying to kill you. You know, my, my father-in-law wants you dead. You know, So let, let, let's go into this treehouse. This, like, elaborate, like, forest... It is. It's like you see on like tumblers or stuff, like you know, things people love spending money on. This is like some millionaire that's like, my kid's gonna have the best treehouse in the state. Yeah. You could like a family of four could live in it's this treehouse. Th- it's like a three bedroom house. <laughs> and he I don't understand. And he's just like, oh, this is my rumpus. This is where I come to have fun. Man, is this guy a creep? <laughs> also, yeah, like. What are you still doing with the treehouse? You're yeah. clearly thirty years where old. The, where the hell is this? Is this in his? Is this in the backyard of his parents' small, modest home? No, it's in the middle of the woods. So he, so at one point in his life, he, I, he would. I don't know if the other guys were involved or what, but a bunch of people built a gigantic treehouse in the middle of the woods yeah. in someone else's property. No, that's exactly what happened because the dudes are aware of it because at one point they're like, oh, he's in hiding. Where does he know around here where he could go where they're not going to be bothered? And the three stooges in unison go, the treehouse. That's how they know to find him there. Like That's how they all wind up in the woods in the third act of this movie. But at this point now, (laughs) Phoebe Cates' father still wants to find this angel and he finds these three jokers and, he's, oh, yeah. and he, he wants to get information out of them and they won't they, they don't know and they're fighting back they're being snotty and shitty to him yeah, so he's like you know I could throw you in jail for your terrorist strike against my house <laughs> and they're just like sh- yeah right old man and it turns out he was right and they get thrown in jail just in the slammer and I'm like Okay, Death Row's the next stop for you guys, right, movie? You're going to watch them all burn, That'd right? That'd be great if they were executed. And then the angel shoots them to hell. <laughs> shoots their ghosts to hell. That's what this movie needed, right? Is a fucking the end of ghost moment, right? Like, you're dead, <laughs> Willie. And those dudes just get pulled to hell. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> I would love it. And then that's actually the inspiration for the Adam Sandler movie, Little Nicky. Because it's just idiots in hell. <laughs> The original title. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and at this point, she realizes her wing is working again. Right. And she's, like, flying around, but, like, she's falling in love with this guy, you know? And it's tough. Again, it's we hard. Don't, we don't know this because she's going, blah, blah, blah. She's just speaking complete. Co- <laughs> right. And now. Dolphin with wings. I, I guess 
he's trying to nurse her wing back to health, right? But he's just hanging out with this angel in a treehouse for a few days. Why, why do you, I still uh, don't. His, there was Endgame. Why are you bringing me out to the street? Are you trying to bop me or what? <laughs> I mean, because if it's a choice between getting bopped and getting moited, I'd really appreciate it if you moited me. <laughs> I don't want to be bopped by no dude. I know I'm technically not a human anymore, but... I don't want to be bopped by no dude, sir, okay? Thanks. And one more question. <laughs> uh, Columbo. <laughs> he was a treasure. <laughs> but this is a weird... It's kind of like... um. What's that Steven Seagal movie uh, where he's all excited about the Oscars at the beginning and then his family gets murdered? <laughs> oh, Mark for Death, maybe? Above the Law? Uh, it's the one where he like stops the liquor store robbery on his way home. He's getting some champagne for the Oscars. Okay, you just mentioned ten movies. <laughs> all right, all right, wait a second. Let me see if I can pare this down a little bit. So they think it's basically the Does plot he of- use karate to solve his problems? Most of them. Sometimes okay. guns, though. But- so this is the movie, Eric. I'm, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get it. He's excited about the Oscars. He's watching the Oscars in bed with his wife. People go into his house and kill his whole family, and they think they killed him, but he's alive in a coma. Hard to kill. Hard to kill. See, I knew it would happen. Yeah, it's 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 basically this is where Tarantino took all of Kill Bill. Yes, and was just like, oh, let's. Make him, make him a lady. <laughs> I'm gonna make him a chick, man. Is that I'm right ready. with you, Jan? And no one's ever thought about that, okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> but my point with this was, it's their time in this treehouse where she's like mending herself and whatnot. Yeah. It's like the sequence in that movie where the movie stops and he's hanging out with this lady, like just rehabbing his body and like practicing the martial arts again and like getting back to ass kicking mode but she's getting back into angel mode and he's getting back into full creeper mode because (laughs) oh yeah there's a couple scenes that he's like oh you know the angel's pretty dirty i'm gonna oh she's gonna go take a bath in that lake oh well i'm just gonna watch her the whole time why does an angel need to bathe nope they should be dirt repellent. It's the best part about being an angel. I ain't got to shower no more. I can smoke all the cigars I want. I ain't going to smell like nothing. But except baby powder and starlight. So you get like this, this, you know, the shot of her backside, you know, like basically nude. And A lot of side boob. Yeah, and he's just staring at this bopping it, I assume. Oh, he's <laughs> definitely bopping it. And it's just so like, God, this guy, man. And it's guy. a weird, like you see him like kind of looking like, ah, man, this is wrong. Hmm. And he like kind of wrestles with it for a, a hot second. And yeah. he's like. Well, speaking of no one's looking. He is a repugnant human. The uh, best... Dude, I've used the word repugnant oh, in you? my notes. The best part about this is finally, like, because every time he tries to talk and justify everything, you know, comedy happens. And every time she tries to talk, garbage falls out of her mouth. Yeah. So <laughs> he finally has a little time to say, like, you know, oh, you know, I, I'm just this musician. I just wanted to always write music. And then I, I kept, kept oh. getting these really bad headaches. And to to solve the headaches, I, I figured I'd get a better job and marry Phoebe Cates. I, I wouldn't go to a doctor and check out my, my, my headaches. It wouldn't go away with fucking Tylenol. He thought his headaches would get better 
by getting one a job and two a wife. <laughs> That's what Doesn't happens. matter what yep. of either. And three, stop playing the harmonica. Right. Oh yeah. By the way, he's not just a musician. He considers himself a composer. Oh yeah, he's a composer of harmonica only works. Apparently. Uh yeah, but like, and then okay. it starts happening more and more in the movie. Like they keep mentioning the headaches and i'm just like clivo and like do you get those headaches angel i get such bad headaches jason but yeah it's just like oh you keep bringing up these headaches huh bet that's a brain tumor they just tur- he turns around there's a big fucking lump on the back of his head that's throbbing then- i don't get it i stopped playing harmonica it's got a face on it and then we get the uh shot of what the world is outside of his perspective and there's no goddamn angel it's just that, <laughs> oh, yeah it's that blow-up doll and he's just like oh. screaming at it and stuff that is an amazing twist for this movie right like that's why phoebe cates is so pissed off because he's like it's not what you think and he's holding a fuck balloon and she's like, no, it clearly is. You're having sex with a balloon. <laughs> and he's been naked the whole time. <laughs> this is Michael E. Knight's fugue state. He's going to wind up in a grocery store in New Mexico. God bless. <laughs> if he's lucky. And now this is where kind of the climax of our movie. Because um, Cause I, his, his dad, Michael E. Knight's dad, bails the three idiots out of jail. With the line, you boys are the only ones that can help me. I was like, sir, I'm pretty sure that dude who played the love bug would offer more <laughs> productive assistance than these three morons. The rot-to-the-core press corps could do a little more than that. That evil dog in the neighborhood could help you out better. And, yeah, so, like, everyone knows where to go. The tree- word about the treehouse goes along. Right. Phoebe Cates Because they a- checked Wendy's and they weren't there. <laughs> And, like, Phoebe Cates gets wasted and starts driving, which is hilarious in the 80s. Yeah, with a shotgun in the car, by the way. Like, a, a, she had a big old rifle. Which, that fucking thing. So, speaking of this movie becoming a cartoon really quickly, she gets the call, like, hey, they're at the treehouse. And she's like, I knew it. And she's drunk on gin. And she pulls the rifle out of the closet. And she's like, I'm going to kill that slut. Like, she keeps saying, like, slut, that whore, that stupid whore, that stupid fat angel slut. Well, she got a point. And then she takes this rifle and falls down the stairs, like, really hard. And the gun goes off. I really wanted this to be directed by the Coen brothers. Because you know how that fucking scene ends. Yeah, with her eyeballs on the fucking doorknob. (laughs) That would have been awesome. Just a fucking Brad Pitt death in that fucking closet. Oh, God, I love it. I love every second of that scene. It's so great. But she, yeah, she doesn't die. She decides to go drunk driving to this fucking treehouse like an asshole. And we're all converging on the angel. And the angel who can now fly and has all of her angel powers back. Because she was able to get up to the moon, much like Superman's son, and recharge those (laughs) angel batteries. (laughs) I guess that's where heaven is. Question mark. Well, we already know it's past the satellites. It's mm-hmm. it's Saturn. That's where angels live. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. that's also in the. It's in scripture. You ever been to Shannon? They got real good Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's. I was just as shocked as you were, but they even made it all the way out there. Should should try to avoid the sandworms, though. <laughs> you can ride them, but you can't eat them. <laughs> You know, I would love to listen to Peter Falk explain what he thought about Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this, there's this pinstripe character, right? And 
He lives, I think he lives on Mars. <laughs> and he's, he befriends this teenage girl or something. And that guy from Miami Blues is in it. He's, he's dead. I like that fat guy. He makes me laugh. <laughs> and that isn't what Peter Falk thought of Beale. <laughs> I think the word cockamamie. Would <laughs> <laughs> yeah. little, little cockamamie from it. Well, you know, a cockamamie new fruit. Yeah, you know. That Tim Burton, he does some weird stuff. Not like <laughs> me and Cassavetes. I mean, that was that was telling a story. This is all I'm a man bat. And, oh, oh, Beatles juice, Beatles juice, Beatle, whatever. <laughs> he asked me to be a penguin. I thought it was a pretty good idea. He would be a great the penguin. Oh, he would have made a fantastic penguin. <laughs> yeah, he would. Oh, man. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> we'll get back to, and now back to Date with an Angel. So they're all heading for this treehouse, right? And this dude's like hanging out. He can't find her either at this point because she's gone to recharge the batteries. And they all like converge on this dude and they're like, we fucking hate your guts. You ruined everything. You ruined our angel merch business. You ruined our potential marriage. You ruined my ad campaign. I would love one of the people gathered here just to, to throw a noose over up onto the tree. Oh, know? just string him up? <laughs> yeah. Just take this guy out. And oh God, how I wanted him to die. <laughs> Phoebe Cates rolls up with his rifle and goes, where's that angel bitch? Like, she's an angel. What are you going to do? Shoot her in the face? Pretty so, sure I, I, she, well, she's sure. also convinced she's an angel, which is hilarious. Like, yeah, even after all of that. Unless she's being facetious, like, where's your angel? Yeah. Right. Maybe she is. I mean, honestly, you know, more power to her. <laughs> so they're getting in this big fight and everything. And then it's a weird, like, the angel's invisible. And she, like, pushes Phoebe. Or she, like, what? slaps Phoebe Cates in the face. And she thinks it's Michael E. Knight doing it. Right. Beating the living end out of her because <laughs> she starts being kicked when she's down and everything. I would hope that my girlfriend, if she ever got slapped in the face by an invisible person, would know that's just not on the table. Like, oh, somebody invisible must have slapped me. Because I feel like that's that's either on the table or it's not on the table. And sh- Phoebe Cates knows what's going on right right away. Right. I mean, you've agreed to marry this man. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe it's kind of like the Godfather, right? Like, that dude was all great till he marries Talia Shire, then he's fucking throwing plates at her and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah. I, I'd also... Go get your giddy brothers to come fight me man man when james Conn beats that dude up <laughs> well he is b- 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 begging for it oh know? yeah like he's just throwing the g- the g word around he's beating his sister like you know these guys are in the mafia right like yeah that's a real dumb move man well because he's all pissed off because they didn't ask him to be in the mafia oh. that's the whole thing there he's upset <laughs> and now back to date with an angel <laughs> so that's the thing is like i if there are angels, <laughs> sure. I would yep. hope that they would be above, invi- yeah, invisible sucker punches. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, they shouldn't be throwing punches. Yeah. What, what use do you have to hit someone? You're an angel. There's a weird thing in this. Cause, so she, she gets slapped in the face, and Phoebe Cates is like, why would you do that? And he's yeah. like, I didn't. The angel did it. And she's like, uh-huh. And then, like, she, the angel pushes her, and she falls over. And then while she's like kind of on all fours trying to get back up, this angel kicks her in the ass. Yeah. And when Phoebe Kate stands back up, she's like, you kicked me in the hiney. Nobody kicks me in the hiney. And that you say that when it's like 
it's happened to you before. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, how many times is this chick getting kicked in the ass by somebody? Well, it's just like, Bador, I hate Bador. Like, I guess this is her fucking plague. <laughs> getting kicked in the ass. And her father shows up and wants to rip this guy limb from limb, rightfully so, because he's beating the shit out of his daughter. Yeah, like, he comes around the corner like, hey, what's going on over here on this side? <laughs> and she's like, oh, he's beating me. And he's like, oh, well, then it's odd. And so now we've got those two. And then the three Beagle Boys show up, and they're like, "Come on, let's fucking, you know, let's 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 find this angel so we can kill her." And the angel decides to finally, with all of her angel might, to smite the evildoers in this movie. And she starts oh. raining down lightning upon Phoebe Cates and her fucking father. It's ridiculous. So the angel of death finally takes out the death, yeah. and it's going to Phoebe Cates, who whose only crime was loving this guy. And she was driven to madness. She was. By a prank caused by the three idiots yeah. in Hawaiian shirts. I think they're now saints. I think Halo showed up <laughs> around them and they got ordained or something. Yeah, because it's just like, oh, those guys. Like Ooh, she boys starts. Will be boys. She starts like Charlie Brown rain clouding them, you know, and they're like getting their own personal and rainstorm. It's straight up like force lightning. Yeah, and, and then, they're falling and over the on the lightning. ground. They are being smitten. <laughs> Smited? Smote. 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 Oh, smote. Smote. Yes. smote's the word. Yeah, there we smitten's, go. Smitten's uh, what he was with that angel. <laughs> uh, with that mogwai. So Michael E. Knight ends up passing out from one of his headaches or something during this. And everyone's like, oh, well, what's going on with Michael? Oh, it's oh, is he okay? It's like, <laughs> what about Phoebe Kayser just got struck by lightning like four times? <laughs> but no one gives Here's what happened. What? Here's what happened, dude. We've talked about this before. She ran to the city limits of movie town, mm. and she ran out of the movie. Oh, she left the real world. Yeah, she left the real <laughs> world. Easy. You're right. Yeah. She stepped over the line, her and the dad, so they're out of the, the movie. The border they're, of the movies. Yeah, it breached. doesn't matter anymore. The light, they got lightninged. They were smote out of the movie. Erased from existence. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. No, no closure. <laughs> No, like usually at the they, end, I could, they might as well be dead. <laughs> they could be dead. They might, they be, might actually be dead. They might be rotting in that forest. Next you never know else. because the credits come and go and they never come back in the movie. So, yeah, they're dead. Cut to the hospital. And this, this is where ladies the and gentlemen, death, yeah. I mean, this is just the biggest bunch of bullshit. Well, apparently he's got a huge motherfucking brain tumor, right? And it's like brainstem tumor. Like it's in a bad place. But his dad's like, well, he said when he had all those headaches, he was going to change jobs. I thought that would take care of it. <laughs> I was pretty certain either that or getting a wife would just, you know, clear those headaches right away. What? What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't. I, it, it's the it's, dumbest well, logic. I, thought, I thought now that he had a uh, personal servant to do everything for him called <laughs> called a, a wife um, that, you know, he'd. You know, have time to clear his head. And this doctor hears that statement from the father and he's like, you, sir, are the dumbest person I've ever met. <laughs> and by the way, your son's going to die. There's nothing I can do for him. Might as well take a knife and stab him in the heart for all the good you've done him. <laughs> you know, ain't that just the way it goes? You think changing jobs will get rid of your tumor? Then I got to come down for you. That's weird. Life's a bitch. <laughs> So he's he's dying. He's dead. Like, that's it. And, uh, you know, the angel starts crying angel tears. Yeah, which are different from people tears. Mm -hmm, they sure are. Oh, extra God. different. Mm -hmm. Tastes a lot better. And, so, yeah. you know, she, she 
all of a sudden she disappears and he wakes up and he's like, oh my God, what a fucking nightmare. I thought I had this brain tumor. It's probably just my job though. And <laughs> she comes in dressed as a sexy nurse and, uh-huh. she's, and she could fucking finally talk. Like if you, if you're ever going to let this character talk, how about like two minutes in, she talks gibble gabble and then like reads a book. It's like, oh, now I've, I've. Accustom myself to how to talk. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Oh, I got it now. Yeah, it's, it's talking. Oh, I see. So it's like, you know, the, the, the doctor basically says, like, he's not going to live through the night. So it's like the next day, the three idiots walk in. And they're like, oh, man, sorry about that Contra-style kidnapping. <laughs> that was really uncool of us. Oh, and then sorry about that second Contra-style kidnapping when we hogtied your angel and tried to sell her to the National Enquirer. That was really uncool. Tried to sell her to all those Albanians. Sorry. <laughs> it's really, they're basically like, man, if we knew you were dying, we would have not done any of this <laughs> our mistake so then yeah she walks in as a sexy nurse and you're like oh the wings are gone hmm. and they kind of do that bullshit thing where it's like her backside only yeah as if it's like a mystery but what's so great is they're like uh you know oh sorry we're just saying goodbye to him and she's like you can say goodbye tomorrow like <laughs> she's very poorly covering up a french accent and i'm like oh well that's her I mean, it's clearly her. Yeah, yeah. It's a woman of the same build, the same color hair, and she's got a French accent. This is the yeah. angel. Probably spoke four words of English, and that's why they were like, we got to <laughs> just do some baby talk. <laughs> Don't even talk during the movie. You know what's weird? Everybody up there has got a French accent. Who won the war is what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a question. I'm not trying to start nothing. I'm just saying. As I thought I saw it one way. <laughs> It's fine. I'll go down to the OTB. I'll leave you alone. <laughs> and obviously, well, not not obviously. You think like, okay, at this point, movie brain tells me like, okay, so she gave up her angelhood to finally be with this guy because, right. you know, falling in love with him and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. No, she explains, she, yeah, I was the angel of death and I was here to kill you, but... I took a leave of absence, question mark, and <laughs> now by taking a leave of absence, I was able to cure you and hang around. Now we can fuck. Don't worry about it. We can fuck now. Well, like, we can bop. You want to bop? Think, hey, you want to bop? I think God, she said something about like, oh, like an angel's prayer. Ooh, like God, oh, yeah, God can't right. say no to that. So, so she's like, hey, God, uh, let this guy live. And then she is now taking her leave of absence. To bang him, bop him, yeah. and could you take me out to the Wendy's? Oh yeah, oh please! Oh, it's the last <laughs> line of the movie. Could you, could you take me out for the French fry? Like, <laughs> oh fry. my god, oh my god! That's how the movie ends. It's just it. She smooches him. Credits, <sighs> credits. Right before credits, a commercial for Wendy's. And not to get out of my Casavetti's horse again, but the Kodak Corporation came up to Casavetti's like, why don't you use our camera in your movie? And he, you know, he had the artistic integrity to say no to that. You know, It's just different strokes for different folks. But, you know, not last line to read about Wendy's French fries. It makes no sense. What, you just beat a horrible disease. Don't you want to go home, see your family? No, you're not going to Wendy's. Makes no sense. What am I watching this for? That would be if we watched this movie with the ghost of Peter Falk <laughs> next to us. That's God. There are just some things that aren't possible. 
I wish that wasn't one of them. Well, angels eating French fries—that that is possible. Oh, yeah, they no, love them. That that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only food they're allowed to eat. Oh, hey, Angel, you know what's great though? You take a delicious Wendy's Frosty and dip a French fry into. Fr- you know, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I tried. <laughs> you know, there is some talk that angels do not contain genitalia. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I mean, that's you don't know what's going on under there, and I mean, she's very. Oh, different it's okay. Than a... You could pop me in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a good mouth pop before we go to the movies. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what orifice we know exists. That's true. <laughs> I mean, when you're right, you're right. But yeah, that is kind of a thing. Like eunuch angels, all yes. the time you see stuff about that. Well, I mean, I guess maybe he was able to confirm that when he was watching her bathe. Yeah, he's like, oh, movie. all right, yeah, it's all there. But no, be- I guess, to be fair, though, she does transmogrify at the end. She gets rid of the wings, so oh, maybe she can, you right. know. She's, yeah. got, she's got a lender. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, loader? Yeah, yeah, exactly, the loader. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with this movie, but why does that matter? Fucking the biggest <laughs> trade down is... Wings of Desire to uh, City of Angels, mm-hmm. Peter oh, Falk man. to Dennis fucking Franz. No thanks. Yeah, that stinks. That is a big stink cast right there. Ugh. So would anyone recommend Date with an Angel? I would not. Uh, it's really, I mean, it's one of those Cedar Believes, though, for sure. And I mean, even the movie's tone is just never, it never gets on its feet. You never know what you're supposed to think or why you're supposed to think it. So in that way, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> I would recommend it just because it's a. I think it is a seeing is believing. I mean, it does drag at portions, but like, I've never been. I mean, I've probably been this frustrated at a movie before, <laughs> but I was just livid. So so you know, watch watch it with that precaution. If you want to get pissed, Eric says, watch this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of like a soft recommend. Yeah, and I'm trying to do the old like scale, try to figure out uh, my checks and balances with this with this recommendation. But you know, on the one hand, despite all of the paranormal nonsense, there's a lot of like very nostalgic '80s suburbia going on. So like '80s culture, as I say a lot on the show i'm a sucker for the one thing i will give you a strike in that category not a lot of pop songs i, I, I could use some po- good good old-fashioned there, there's, there's a couple there's like fake songs yeah right, right? it's like it's like you're dating an angel now <laughs> yeah it's like though like movie related lyrics with like synth pop music you know yeah. so it's like it, and i've got fooled by it a couple times watching the movie i'm like you know grooving along like yeah all right soundtrack and i'm like yeah 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 wait what are they saying the angel like, doesn't talk <laughs> she sounds like bada, bullshit bada. now you gotta bop that mogwai <laughs> so like yes that kind of sucks but you know like 80s suburbia hijinks i'm kind of okay with it I mean, I don't know. Almost everything else, like the the friends, the way Phoebe Cates has just turned into this monster for no reason. This dude, by the way, this Michael E. Knight, uh, shockingly went back to soap operas for another hundred years after this uh, Shelley Long outing of his didn't yeah. really work out. <laughs> after after the the all knowing Lord saw this movie, <laughs> sentenced him to soap operas again. Yeah, totally. Eternal hell. 
Eternal damnation performing on a soap opera. Yeah, I don't know. I guess at the end of the day, now that I'm looking at my pros and cons list, it's kind of a not recommend. Yeah. Also, another big strike against this movie, an hour and 45 minutes. That's the big problem for me, too. It's 15 minutes way too long. And a lot of it's just sleeping in a treehouse. There's like three different times when he wakes up like, oh, where am I? And she's like right behind him. And he's like... Oh, yeah, the treehouse. I'm like, you just did this. All oh, right, the giant baby I'm trying to have sex with. <laughs> Do you have any relevant information to add to this scene? <laughs> oh, oh, thank, thanks a lot. Oh, great tip. I will try oh, that. That's the sexiest thing I ever heard. <laughs> Man, you don't know shit about shit, and that turns oh, me on. Your fucking empty brain is so hot. <laughs> you know, my, my fiancé doesn't really understand me. She has thoughts. <laughs> Just thoughts and opinions and can say no. <laughs> Bullshit. My life is hell. It was hell before you came, Angel. I just look into your dead eyes and can hear the wind blow right through your ears. Oh, it's just the one dead eye, though. Come on. No, that's not... <laughs> And that is Date with an Angel, directed by a fella named Tom McLaughlin. Uh, find him on television. He directs a lot of TV. That wasn't a knock. I know it sounded like a knock, but it, uh, you know, it wasn't a knock. He directs a lot of TV. No, good for him. If you want to get a hold of us, find out more information about the program, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at whmpodcast. Right into the mailbag, we all hate movies at gmail.com. Got any tips on bad uh, Peter Falk movies, by the way? That might be interesting. Write in and let us know. Uh, subscribe in iTunes, rate and review there if you could. It would really help the profile of the show. And along with that, tell a friend about the program. You're listening. You either are a constant listener or you're a new listener who really dug it. So pay it forward. Tell a friend. Tell a relative. Tell a complete stranger. WHMpodcast.com. Every Tuesday, new episodes. Eric's sister show, Blame It on Outer Space. Uh, Blame It on Outer Space.com. Stitcher, iTunes. What is the next episode you got coming uh, up? Okay. Now, this is a big announcement. Uh, everyone should tune in uh, this Wednesday. Me and... The former governor, Jesse Ventura. That's Whoa. awesome, dude. That's a get. Yeah. He's a big conspiracy nut. Blame it on outerspace.com. So check that out. Like I said, they are on iTunes and Stitcher, uh, Facebook as well, and at Blame Space Pod on Twitter. Remember, we have the call lines now open as of this episode. Uh, so you have until now. Through the end of this year, the strike of midnight on December 31st, New Year's Eve, to get your calls in. Uh, 10-year rule off the table, 718-925-3893, or get at us on Skype. We are at We Hate Movies there as well. Your picks. Call in. Turn this episode off and call in right now, because we're done. We don't have anything to say until next week. Yeah, we got to watch. We got to find something to watch. Yeah, exactly. We are out of stuff to watch, well, except for what we're doing next I week. I kind of feel like this is going to end like the critic ends. Someone's going to, like, you know, some usher's going to be like, excuse me, sir, it's time to leave. <laughs> uh, your podcast is over. <laughs> uh, the, the internet is not just for your podcast. Before we get out of here, though, Steve, a hint for next week's episode. Okay. It is, and hopefully not everyone gets it at once, but so far our hints have been kind of lame. People are getting them. People got Date with an Angel, which, by the way, again, congratulations on Emmanuel Barrett as the clue. It is a New Year's Eve movie. A movie that takes place in and around New Year's Eve. Ooh. Let me add another thing onto this. Holy by shit, the way. too many hints. One, one more hint. One more hint. Then one more hint, please. One more. Just excuse me, ma'am. If I could just get one more moment of your time here. 
controversial. Ooh. This pick is going to be controversial. I don't know why I'm saying that like a Bond villain, but it will be. That's We Hate Movies for this week. Until next time, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Tedder. Eric Sisko. Take it easy. We'll be right back.